0: Part half is Power Seeking AI and Existential Risk by Joseph Carl Smith. Welcome to the Nonlinear Library, where we use text-to-speech software to convert the best writing from the rationalist and EA communities into audio. This is part one of is Power Seeking AI and Existential Risk, published by Joseph Carl Smith. 1. Introduction. Some worry that the development of advanced artificial intelligence will result in existential catastrophe, that is, the destruction of humanity's long-term potential. Here I examine the following version of this worry, it's not the only version. By 2070, it will become possible and financially feasible to build AI systems with the following properties. Advanced capability they outperform the best humans on some set of tasks which when performed at advanced levels grant significant power in today's world, tasks like scientific research, business military slash political strategy, engineering, and persuasion manipulation. Agentic planning they make and execute plans, in pursuit of objectives, On the basis of models of the world. Strategic awareness The models they use in making plans represent with reasonable accuracy the causal upshot of gaining and maintaining power over humans and the real world environment. Call these APS, advanced, planning, strategically aware systems. There will be strong incentives to build and deploy APS systems. 1. It will be much harder to build APS systems that would not seek to gain and maintain power in unintended ways because of problems with their objectives on any of the inputs they'd encounter if deployed, then to build APS systems that would do this, even if decision-makers don't know it, but which are at least superficially attractive to deploy anyway. 1. 2. Some deployed APS systems will be exposed to inputs where they seek power in unintended and high-impact ways, say, collectively causing greater than $1 trillion dollars of damage, because of problems with their objectives. 1. 3. Some of this power-seeking will scale, in aggregate, to the point of permanently disempowering all of humanity. 1, 4. This disempowerment will constitute an existential catastrophe. 1, 5. These claims are extremely important if true. My aim is to investigate them. I assume for the sake of argument that, 1, is true, I currently assign this greater than 40% probability. I then examine, 2, 5, and say a few words about, 6. My current view is that there is a small but substantive chance that a scenario along these lines occurs, and that many people alive today, including myself, live to see humanity permanently disempowered by artificial systems. In the final section, I take an initial stab at quantifying this risk, by assigning rough probabilities to 1 to 6. My current, highly unstable, subjective estimate is that there is a approximately 5% percent chance of existential catastrophe by 2070 from scenarios in which, 1, 6, are true. My main hope, though, is not to push for a specific number, but rather to lay out the arguments in a way that can facilitate productive debate. Acknowledgements thanks to Asya Bergel, Alexander Berger, Paul Cristiano, Aya Kotra, Tom Davidson, Daniel Dewey, Owain Evans, Ben Garfinkel, Katya Grace, Jacob Hilton, Evan Hubbinger, Jared Kaplan, Holden Karnofsky, Sam McCandlish, Luke Muhlhauser, Richard Ngo, David Rudman, Raheem Shah, Carl Schulman, Nate Soares, Jacob Steinhardt, and Eliezer Yukowski for input on earlier stages of this project, and thanks to Nick Beckstead for guidance and support throughout the investigation. The views expressed here are my own. 1.1 Preliminaries Some preliminaries and caveats, those eager for the main content can skip. I'm focused, here, on a very specific type of worry. There are lots of other ways to be worried about AI, and even about existential catastrophes resulting from AI and there are lots of ways to be excited about AI, too. My emphasis and approach differs from that of others in the literature in various ways. In particular I'm less focused than some on the possibility of an extremely rapid escalation in frontier AI capabilities, on recursive self-improvement, or on scenarios in which one actor comes to dominate the world. I'm focusing on power seeking in particular, as opposed to misalignment more broadly. I'm aiming to incorporate and respond to various objections and reframings introduced since early work on the topic, and since machine learning has become a prominent AI paradigm, I'm aiming to avoid reliance on models of utility function maximization and related concepts, and I present and assign probabilities to premises in a complete argument for catastrophe. That said, I still think of this as an articulation and analysis of a certain kind of core argument, one that has animated, and continues to animate, much concern about existential risk from misaligned AI. I'm focusing on 2070 because I want to keep vividly in mind that I and many other readers, and or their children, should expect to live to see the claims at stake here falsified or confirmed. That said, the main arguments don't actually require the development of relevant systems within any particular period of time, though timelines in this respect can matter to for example the amount of evidence that present-day systems and conditions provide about future risks. I'm not addressing the question of what sorts of interventions are currently available for lowering the risk in question, or how they compare with work on other issues. Section 8 involves assigning, a, subjective probabilities to, b, imprecisely operationalized claims, in the context of, c, a multi-step argument. I discuss cautions on all of three of these fronts there, and I include an appendix aimed at warding off some possible problems with, c, in particular. Thinking about what will happen decades in the future is famously hard, and some approach any such thought with extreme skepticism. I'm sympathetic to this in ways, but I also think we can do better than brute agnosticism, And to the extent that we care about the future, and can try to influence it, our actions will often express bets about it even absent explicit forecasts. I use various concepts it would be great to be more precise about. This is true of many worthwhile discussions, but that doesn't make the attending imprecisions innocuous. To the contrary, I encourage wariness of ways they might mislead. The discussion focuses on how to avoid human disempowerment, but I am not assuming that it is always appropriate or good for humans to keep power. Rather, I'm assuming that we want to avoid disempowerment that is imposed on us by artificial systems we've lost control over. See section 7 for more discussion. Sufficiently sophisticated AI systems might warrant moral concern. In my opinion, this fact should motivate grave ethical caution in the context of many types of AI development, including many discussed in this report. However, it's not my focus here. See section 7 for a few remarks. 1.2 Backdrop. The specific arguments I'll discuss emerge from a broader backdrop picture, which I'll gloss as. Intelligent agency is an extremely powerful force for controlling and transforming the world. Building agents much more intelligent than humans is playing with fire. I'll start by briefly describing this picture, as I think it sets an important stage for the discussion that follows. 1.2.1 Intelligence Of all the species that have lived on Earth, humans are clearly strange. In particular, we exert an unprecedented scale and sophistication of intentional control over our environment. Consider, for example, the city of Tokyo, the Large Hadron Collider, and the Bingham Canyon Mine. What makes this possible? Something about our mind seems centrally important. We can plan, learn, communicate, deduce, remember, explain, imagine, experiment, and cooperate in ways that other species can't. These cognitive abilities— employed in the context of the culture and technology we inherit and create, give us the power, collectively, to transform the world. For ease of reference, let's call this loose cluster of abilities intelligence, though very little will rest on the term. Our abilities in these respects are nowhere near any sort of hard limit. Human cognition, even in groups, and with the assistance of technology, depends centrally on the human brain, which, for all its wonders, is an extremely specific and limited organ, subject to very specific constraints on-cell count, energy, communication speed, signaling frequency, memory capacity, component reliability, input-output bandwidth, and so forth. There are possible cognitive systems, possible brains, and possible artificial systems, to which some or all these constraints do not apply. It seems very likely that such systems could learn, communicate, reason, problem-solve, etc., much better than humans can. The variation in cognitive ability we see among humans, and across species, also suggests this, as do existing successes in approaching or exceeding human capabilities at particular tasks, mathematical calculation, game playing, image recognition, and so forth, using artificial systems. 1.2.2 Agency. Humans can also be agentic, that is, loosely, we pursue objectives, guided by models of the world, see section 2.1.2 for more. You want to travel to New York, so you buy a flight, Double check when it leaves, wake up early to pack, and so forth. Non human cognitive systems can be agentic, too. And depending on what you count as an agent, humans can already create novel non human agents. We breed and genetically modify non humans' animals, for example, and some of our artificial systems display agent like behavior in specific environments, see, for example, here and here. But these agents can't learn, plan, communicate, etc., like we can. At some point, though, absent catastrophe, deliberate choice, or other disruption of scientific progress, we will likely be in a position, if we so choose, to create non-human agents whose abilities in these respects rival or exceed our own. And in the context of artificial agents, the differences between brains and computers, in possible speed, size, available energy, memory capacity, component reliability, input-output bandwidth and so forth, make the eventual possibility of very dramatic differences in ability especially salient. 1.2.3 Playing with fire. The choice to create agents much more intelligent than we are should be approached with extreme caution. This is the basic backdrop view underlying much of the concern about existential risk from AI, and it would apply, in similar ways, to new biological agents, human or non human. Some articulate this view by appeal to the dominant position of humans on this planet, relative to other species. For example, some argue that the fate of the chimpanzees is currently in human hands, and that this difference in power is primarily attributable to differences in intelligence, rather than, for example, physical strength. Just as chimpanzees, given the choice and power, should be careful about building humans, then we should be careful about building agents more intelligent than us. This argument is suggestive, but far from airtight. Chimpanzees, for example, are themselves much more intelligent than mice, but the fate of the mice was never in the hands of the chimpanzees. What's more, the control that humans can exert over the fate of other species on this planet still has limits, and we can debate whether intelligence, even in the context of accumulating culture and technology, is the best way of explaining what control we have. More importantly, though humans arose through an evolutionary process that chimpanzees did nothing to intentionally steer. Humans, though, will be able to control many aspects of processes we use to build and empower new intelligent agents. Still, some worry about playing with fire persists. As our own impact on the Earth illustrates, intelligent agents can be an extremely powerful force for controlling and transforming an environment in pursuit of their objectives. Indeed, even on the grand scale of Earth's history, the development of human abilities in this respect seems like a very big deal, a force of unprecedented potency. If we unleash much more of this force into the world, via new, more intelligent forms of non human agency, it seems reasonable to expect dramatic impacts and reasonable to wonder how well we will be able to control the results. The rest of this report focuses on a specific version of this sort of worry, in the context of artificial systems in particular. 1.2.4 Power. This version centers on the following hypothesis that by default, suitably strategic and intelligent agents, engaging in suitable types of planning, will have instrumental incentives to gain and maintain various types of power, since this power will help them pursue their objectives more effectively. See section 4.2 for more discussion. The worry is that if we create and lose control of such agents, and their objectives are problematic, the result won't just be damage of the type that occurs, for example, when a plane crashes, or a nuclear plant melts down, damage which, for all its costs, remains passive. Rather, the result will be highly capable, non human agents actively working to gain and maintain power over their environment, agents in an adversarial relationship with humans who don't want them to succeed. Nuclear contamination is hard to clean up, and to stop from spreading. But it isn't trying to not get cleaned up, or trying to spread, and especially not with greater intelligence than the humans trying to contain it. But the power-seeking agents just described would be trying, in sophisticated ways, to undermine our efforts to stop them. If such agents are sufficiently capable, and or if sufficiently many of such failures occur, humans could end up permanently disempowered, relative to the power-seeking systems we've created. This difference, between the usual sort of damage that occurs when a piece of technology malfunctions, and the type that occurs when you lose control over strategically sophisticated, power-seeking agents whose objectives conflict with yours, marks a key distinction not just between worries about AI versus other sorts of risks, but also between the specific type of AI-related worry I focus on and what follows, and the more inclusive set of worries that sometimes go under the heading of AI alignment. As with any technology, AI systems can fail to behave in the way that their designers intend. And because some AI systems pursue objectives, some such unintended behavior can result from problems with their objectives in particular, call this particular type of unintended behavior misaligned. And regardless of the intentions of the designers, the development and social impact of AI systems can fail, more broadly, to uphold and reflect important values. Problems in any of these veins are worth addressing. But it is power-seeking, in particular, that seems to me the most salient route to existential catastrophe from unintended AI behavior. AI systems that don't seek to gain or maintain power may cause a lot of harm, but this harm is more easily limited by the power they already have. And such systems, by hypothesis, won't try to maintain that power if when humans try to stop them. Hence, it's much harder to see why humans would fail to notice, contain, and correct the problem before it reaches an existential scale. This, then, is the backdrop picture underlying the specific arguments I'll examine non-human agents, much more intelligent than humans, would likely be potent forces in the world, and if their objectives are problematic, some of them may, by default, seek to gain and maintain power. Building such agents therefore seems like it could risk human disempowerment, at least in principle. Let's look more closely at whether to expect this in practice. 2. Timelines. For existential risks from power-seeking AI agents to arise, it needs to become possible and financially feasible for humans to build relevantly dangerous AS systems. In this section, I describe the type of system I'm going to focus on, and I discuss the probability that humans learn to create such systems by 2070. 2.13 Key Properties I'll focus on systems with three properties, a. Uh, advanced Capabilities, b. Agentic Planning, and c. Strategic Awareness. 2.1.1 Advanced Capabilities I'll say that an AI system has advanced capabilities if it outperforms the best humans on some set of tasks which when performed at advanced levels grant significant power in today's world. The type of tasks I have in mind here include scientific research, engineering, business military slash political strategy, hacking, and social persuasion manipulation. An AI system with these capabilities can consist of many smaller systems interacting, but it should suffice to fully automate the tasks in question. The aim here is to hone in on systems whose capabilities make any power-seeking behavior they engage in worth taking seriously, in aggregate, as a potential route to the disempowerment of all humans. Such a condition does not, I think, require meeting various stronger conditions sometimes discussed, for example, human-level AI, superintelligence, or AGI. That said, I'm erring, here, on the side of including weaker systems, including some that might not, on their own, or even in aggregate. all that threatening, a fact worth bearing in mind and assigning overall probabilities. Stronger conditions have less of this problem, and I expect much of the discussion in what follows to apply to stronger systems, too. Admittedly, the standard here is imprecise. And notably, what sorts of task performance yields what sort of real-world power can shift dramatically as the social and technological landscape changes, see discussion in 6.3. I'm going to tolerate this imprecision in what follows, but those who want more precise definitions should feel free to use them. The discussion doesn't depend heavily on the details. 2.1.2 Agentic Planning I'll say that a system engages in agentic planning if it makes and executes plans, in pursuit of objectives, on the basis of models of the world. To me, this isn't all that different from bare agency, but I want to emphasize the planning aspect. The aim here, and in the next subsection, is to hone in on the type of goal-oriented cognition required for arguments about the instrumental value of gaining maintaining power to be relevant to a system's behavior. That said, mightiness about abstractions in this vicinity is one of my top candidates for ways arguments of the type I consider might mislead, and I expect that as we gain familiarity with advanced AI systems, many of the concepts we use to think about them will alter and improve. However, I also think of many worries about existential risk from misaligned power seeking as centrally animated by some concepts in this broad vicinity, though not necessarily mine in particular. I don't think such concepts useless, or obviously dispensable to the argument, and for now, I'll use them. A few clarifications, though. I take as my paradigm a certain type of human cognition, the type, for example, involved in for example planning and then taking a trip from New York to San Francisco, reasoning about the safest way to cut down a tree, then doing it, designing a component of a particle collider, and so on. When I talk about agentic planning, I'm talking, centrally, about that. Though exactly how much of human cognition is like this is a further question, and similarity comes on a spectrum. We tend to think of this kind of cognition as a uh, using a model of the world that represents causal relationships between actions output slash policies and outcomes to b, select actions output slash policies that lead to outcomes that rate highly according to various possibly quite complicated, criteria, for example objectives. And we predict and explain human action on this basis, using certain sorts of common sense distinctions, for example, between the role that someone's objectives play in explaining a given action, versus their world models and capabilities. There are also various algorithms that implement explicit procedures in the vein of A and B algorithms, for example, that search over and evaluate possible sequences of actions, or that backwards chain from a desired end state people sometimes dispute whether humans actually do something like A and B, let alone implement something akin to a more formal algorithm. For present purposes, though, what matters is that they do something close enough to justify predicting their behavior, at least sometimes, with A and B in mind. This is the standard I'll apply to the agentic planners I discuss in what follows. That is, I am not imposing any specific constraints on the cognitive algorithms or forms of representation required for agentic planning, but they need to be close enough, at some level of abstraction, to, A and B above to justify similar predictions. Indeed, I will speak as though agentic planners are actually using models of the world to select and execute plans that promote their objectives, as opposed to, for example behaving just like they are doing this, by hypothesis, to the extent there is a difference here, it's not a predictively relevant one. I am not assuming, though, that the objectives need to involve an explicitly represented objective function, especially in the sense at stake in formal optimization problems. That an agentic planner need be helpfully understood as maximizing expected utility. That it engages in agentic planning in all circumstances. That it needs to be possible to easily tell whether a given system is engaging in agentic planning or not. That the system's objectives are simple, long-term, see section 4.3.1.3, easily subsumable within a set of intrinsic values, or constant across circumstances. That agentic planners cannot be constituted by many interacting, non-agentic planning systems. That the system is capable of self-modification or online learning, see section 4.3.2.2. That the system has any particular set of opportunities for action in the world, for example, systems that can only answer questions can count as agents in this sense. That the system's plans are oriented towards the external environment, as opposed to for example plans for how to distribute its internal cognitive resources in performing a task. That the agentic planning in question is ongoing and open-ended, as opposed to episodic, see footnote for details. Mu0, a system which learns a model of a game, chess, Go, Shogi, Atari, in order to plan future actions, qualifies as an agentic planner in this sense, as do Alpha Zero, Alpha Go, and, at least on my current understanding, various self-driving cars. Thermostats bottle caps, forest fires, balls rolling down hills, and robots twitching randomly don't qualify, they're not doing something close enough to planning, using a model of the world, in pursuit of the outcomes they cause. In various other systems, it's less clear. For example AlphaStar, an AI system that plays StarCraft, executes complex, flexible strategies over long-time horizons but the extent to which it's doing something close enough to explicitly representing and acting in light of the long-term consequences of its actions seems, to me, like an open question. Similarly, we can imagine a system like GPT-3, that is, a large machine learning model trained to predict human-generated strings of text, that engages in something like agentic planning in generating its output but the outputs we've observed need not tell us directly. I'll also note that a system that merely generates plans, for example, A GPT-3-like system responding to the prompt the following is a statement of an excellent business plan, but which doesn't do so in order to select outputs actions slash policies that promote its objectives, doesn't qualify. 2.1.3 Strategic Awareness I'll say that an agentic planner has strategic awareness if the models it uses in making plans are broad, informed, and sophisticated enough to represent with reasonable accuracy the causal upshot of gaining and maintaining different forms of power over humans and the real-world environment, here, again, I am using the actually this, or close enough to make no predictive difference standard above. Clearly, strategic awareness comes in degrees. Broadly and loosely, though, we can think of a strategically aware, planning agent as possessing models of the world that would allow it to answer questions like what would happen if I had access to more computing power and what would happen if I tried to stop humans from turning me off about as well as humans can, and using those same models and generating plans. AlphaGo does not meet this condition, its models are limited to the Go board. Nor, I think, do self-driving cars. And even if a GPT-3-like system had suitably sophisticated models, it would need to use those models in generating plans in order to qualify. Let's call a system with advanced capabilities that performs agentic planning with strategic awareness an APS, advanced, planning, strategically aware, system. 2.2 likelihood by 2070. How likely is it that it becomes possible and financially feasible to develop APS systems before 2070? Obviously, forecasts like this are difficult, and fuzzily defined, and I won't spend much time on them here. My own views on this topic emerge in part from a set of investigations that Open Philanthropy has been conducting, see, for example, Cotra, 2020, Rudman, 2020, and Davidson, 2021, which I encourage interested readers to investigate. I'll add though, a few quick data points. Kotra's model, which anchors on the human brain and extrapolates from scaling trends in contemporary machine learning, puts greater than 65% on the development of transformative AI systems by 2070. Definition here. Metaculus, a public forecasting platform, puts a median of 54% on human-machine intelligent parity by 2040, and a median of 2038 for the date the first AGI is publicly known. As of mid-April 2021, see links for definitions. Depending on how you ask them, experts in 2017 assign a median probability of greater than 30% or greater than 50% to unaided machines can accomplish every task better and more cheaply than human workers by 2066, and a 3% or 10% chance to the full automation of labor by 2066, though their views in this respect are notably inconsistent, and I don't think the specific numbers should be given much weight. Personally, I'm at something like 65% on developing APS systems will be possible financially feasible before 2070. I can imagine going somewhat lower, but less than for example 10% seems to me weirdly confident, and I don't think the difficulty of forecasts like these licenses assuming that probability is very low, or treating it that way implicitly. 3. Incentives. Let's grant, then, that it becomes possible and financially feasible to develop APS systems. Should we expect relevant actors to have strong incentives to do so, especially on a widespread scale? I'll assume that there are strong incentives to automate advanced capabilities, in general. But building strategically aware agentic planners may not be the only way to do this. Indeed, there are various reasons we might expect an automated economy to focus on systems without such properties, namely. Many tasks, for example, translating languages, classifying proteins, predicting human responses, and so forth, don't seem to require agentic planning and strategic awareness, at least at current levels of performance. Perhaps all or most of the tasks involved in automating advanced capabilities will be this way. In many contexts, for example, factory workers, there are benefits to specialization, and highly specialized systems may have less need for agentic planning and strategic awareness, though there's still a question of the planning and strategic awareness that specialized systems in combination might exhibit. See section 4.3.2.1 for more on this current ai systems are i think some combination of non-agentic planning and strategically unaware some of this is clearly a function of what we are currently able to build but it may also be a clue as to what type of systems will be most economically important in future to the extent that agentic planning and strategic awareness create risks of the type i discuss below this might incentivize focus on other types of systems plan-based agency and strategic awareness may constitute or correlate with properties that ground moral concern for the ai system itself though not all actors will treat concerns about the moral status of AI systems with equal weight, and considerations of this type could be ignored on a widespread scale. Indeed, for reasons of this type, I expect that to the extent we develop APS systems, we'll do so in a context of a wide variety of non-APS systems, which may themselves have large impacts on the world, and which may help manage risk from APS systems. And it seems possible that APS systems just won't be a very important part of the picture at all. Still, Though, there are a number of reasons to expect AI progress to push in the direction of systems with agentic planning and strategic awareness. I'll focus on three main types. Agentic planning and strategic awareness both seem very useful. That is, many of the tasks we want AI systems to perform seem to require or substantially benefit from these abilities. Given available techniques, It may be that the most efficient way to develop AI systems that perform various valuable tasks involves developing strategically aware, agentic planners, even if other options are in principle available. It might be difficult to prevent agentic planning and strategic awareness from developing in suitably sophisticated and efficient systems. One note when I talk in what follows about incentives to create APS systems, I mean this in a sense that covers two and three as well as one. Thus, on this usage, if people will pay lots of money for tables, including flammable tables, and the only, or the cheapest most efficient, way to make tables is out of flammable wood. Then I'll say that there are incentives to make flammable tables, even if people would pay just as much, or more, for fire-resistant tables. Let's look at 1-3 in turn. 3.1 usefulness. I think that the strongest reason to expect APS systems is that they seem quite useful. In particular. Agentic planning seems like a very powerful and general way of interacting with an environment, especially a complex and novel environment that does not afford a lot of opportunities for trial and error, in a way that results in a particular set of favored outcomes. Many tasks humans care about, creating and selling profitable products, designing and running successful scientific experiments, achieving political and military goals, etc., have this structure, as do many of the subtasks involved in those tasks. For example, efficiently gathering and synthesizing relevant information, communicating with stakeholders, managing resource allocation, etc. Indeed, getting something done often seems like it requires, or at least benefits substantially, from a. Using a model of the world that reflects the relationship between action and outcome to b. Choose actions that lead to outcomes that score well according to some criteria. If our AI systems can't do this, then the scope of what they can do seems, naively, like it will be severely restricted. Strategic awareness seems closely related to a basic capacity to understand what is going on, interact with other agents, including human agents, in the real world, and recognize available routes to achieving your objectives, all of which seem very useful to performing tasks of the type just described. Indeed, to the extent that humans care about the strategic pursuit of for example business, military, and political objectives— and want to use AI systems in these domains, it seems like there will be incentives to create AI systems with the types of world models necessary for very sophisticated and complex types of strategic planning, including planning that involves recognizing and using available levers of real-world power. Note that the usefulness of agentic planning here is not limited to AI systems that are intuitively acting directly in the world, for example, via robot bodies, or without human oversight as opposed to for example predicting the results of different actions, generating new ideas or designs, output that humans can then decide whether or not to act on. Thus, for example, in sufficiently sophisticated cognitive systems, the task of predicting events or providing information might benefit from making and executing plans for how to process inputs, what data to gather and pay attention to, what lines of reasoning to pursue, and so forth. That said, I think we should be cautious in predicting what degree of agentic planning and or strategic awareness will be necessary or uniquely useful for performing what types of cognitive tasks. Humans often plan in pursuit of objectives, on the basis of big picture models of what's going on, and we are most familiar with human ways of performing tasks. But the constraints and selection processes that shape the development of our AI systems may be very different from the ones that shaped human evolution, and as a result, the future of AI may involve much less agentic planning and strategic awareness than anchoring on human intelligence might lead us to expect. Indeed, my impression is that the track record of claims of the form humans do X task using Y capabilities, so AI systems that do X will also need Y capabilities, is quite poor. Naively construed, I can imagine arguments given about the usefulness necessity of agentic planning and strategic awareness making the wrong predictions about current systems, or, for example, about animal behaviors like squirrels burying nuts for the winter. Thus, for example, one might have expected writing complex code, see here, starting at 2814, or playing StarCraft, to require a certain type of high-level planning, but whether GPT-3 like systems or AlphaStar in fact engage in such planning is unclear. Similarly, one might have expected automated driving to involve lots of big-picture understanding of what's going on, but current self-driving cars don't have much of this. In hindsight, perhaps this is obvious. But one wonders what future hindsight will reveal. Or put another way we should be cautious about obviously task X requires capability Y, too. The compatibility of agentic planning and strategic awareness with modularity is also important. Suppose, for example, that you want to automate the long-term strategic planning performed by a CEO at a company. The best way of doing this may involve a suite of interacting, non-APS systems. Thus, as a toy example, one system might predict a plan's impact on company long-term earnings, another system might generate plans that the first predicts will lead to high earnings, a third might predict whether a given plan would be deemed legal and ethical by a panel of human judges, a fourth might break a generated plan into subtasks to assign to further systems, and so forth. None of these individual systems need be trying to optimize company long-term earnings in a way human judges would deem legal and ethical, but in combination, they create a system that exhibits agentic planning and strategic awareness with respect to this objective. Note that the agentic planning here is not emergent in the sense of accidental or unanticipated. Rather, we're imagining a system specifically designed to perform an agentic planning function, albeit, using modular systems as components. Modularity makes it possible for some subtasks, including various forms of oversight, to be performed by humans, an option that may well prove a useful check on the behavior of interacting non-APS systems, and a way of reducing the role of fully automated APS systems in the economy. However, as AI systems increase in speed and sophistication, it also seems plausible that there will be efficiency pressures towards more and more complete automation, as slower and less sophisticated humans prove a greater and greater drag on what a system can do. Overall, my main point here is that the space of tasks we want AI systems to perform plausibly involves a lot of strategically aware agentic planning shaped holes. Leaving such holes unfilled would reduce risks of the type I discuss, but it would also substantially curtail the ways in which AI can be useful. 3.2 Available Techniques Even if some task doesn't require agentic planning or strategic awareness, it may be that creating APS systems is the only route, or the most efficient route, to automating that task, given available techniques. For example, instead of automating tasks one by one, the best way to automate a wide range of tasks, especially ones where we lack lots of training data, which may be the majority of useful tasks, is to create AI systems that are able to learn new tasks with very little data. And we can imagine scenarios in which the best way to do that is by training agentic planners, for example, in multi-agent reinforcement learning environments, or via some process akin to evolutionary selection, with high-level, broad-scope pictures of how the world works, and then fine-tuning them on specific tasks. Indeed, with respect to strategic awareness in particular, various current techniques for providing AI systems information about the world, for example, training them on large text corpora from the Internet, seem ill-suited to limiting their understanding of their strategic situation. 3.3 Byproducts of Sophistication Even if you're not explicitly aiming for or anticipating agentic planning and strategic awareness in an AI system, these properties could in principle arise in unexpected ways regardless, and or prove difficult to prevent. Thus, for example, optimizing a system to perform some not intuitively agential task, for example, predicting strings of text, could, given sufficient cognitive sophistication, result in internal computation that makes and executes plans, in pursuit of objectives, on the basis of broad and informed models of the real world, even if the designers of the system do not expect this, they may even be unable to tell whether it has occurred. Indeed, the likelihood of this seems correlated with the strength of the usefulness considerations in 3.1 insofar as agentic planning and broad-scope world modeling are very useful types of cognition, we might expect to see them cropping up a lot in sufficiently optimized systems, whether we want them to or not. A sophisticated system exposed to one source of information X might infer from this strategically important information Y, even if humans could not anticipate the possibility of such an inference. Modular systems interacting in complex and unanticipated ways could give rise to various types of agential behavior, even if they weren't designed to do so. Of these three reasons to expect APS systems, their usefulness, the pressures exerted by available techniques, and the possibility that they arise as byproducts of sophistication, I place the most weight on the first. Indeed, if it turns out that APS systems aren't uniquely useful for some of the tasks we want AI systems to perform, relative to non-APS systems this would seem to me a substantial source of comfort. 4. Alignment. Let's assume that it becomes possible and financially feasible to create APS systems by 2070, and that there are significant incentives to do so. This section examines why we might expect it to be difficult to create systems of this kind that don't seek to gain and maintain power in unintended ways. 4.1 Definitions and Clarifications. Let's start with a few definitions and clarifications. At a high level, We want the impact of AI on the world to be good, just, fair, and so forth, or at least, not actively catastrophically bad. Call this the challenge of making AI go well. This is a very broad and complex challenge, much of which lies well outside the scope of this report. A narrower challenge is making sure AI systems behave as their designers intend. Of course, the intentions of designers might not be good. But if we can't get our AI systems to behave as designers intend, this seems like a substantial barrier to good outcomes from AI more generally, though it is also, at least in many cases, a barrier to the usefulness of AI. See section 5.3.3. Granted, there are ambiguities about what sort of behavior counts as intended by designers, see footnote for discussion, but I'm going to leave the notion vague for now, and assume that behaviors like lying, stealing money, resisting shutdown by appropriate channels, harming humans, and so forth are generally unintended. I'll understand misaligned behavior as a particular type of unintended behavior namely, unintended behavior that arises specifically in virtue of problems with an AI system's objectives. Thus, for example, a designer might intend for an AI system to make money on the stock market, and the system might fail because it was mistaken about whether some stock would go up or down in price. But if it was trying to make money on the stock market, then its behavior was unintended but not misaligned. The problem was with the AI's competence in pursuing its objectives, not with the objectives themselves. I don't, at present, have a rigorous account of how to attribute unintended behavior to problems with objectives versus other problems, and I doubt the distinction will always be deep or easily drawn, this doesn't make it useless. I'll lean on the intuitive notion for now, but if necessary, perhaps we could cease talk of alignment entirely, and simply focus on unintended behavior, perhaps of a suitably agentic kind, or perhaps simply catastrophic behavior, whatever its source. A characteristic feature of misaligned behavior is that it is unintended but still competent. That is, it looks less like an AI system breaking or failing in its efforts to do what designers want, and more like an AI system trying, and perhaps succeeding, to do something designers don't want it to do. In this sense, it's less like a nuclear plant melting down, and more like a heat-seeking missile pursuing the wrong target, less like an employee giving a bad presentation, And more like an employee stealing money from the company. I'll say that a system is fully aligned if it does not engage in misaligned behavior in response to any inputs compatible with basic physical conditions of our universe, I'll call these physics compatible inputs. By inputs, I mean information the system receives via the channels intended by its designers, an input to GPT-3, for example, would be a text prompt. I am not including processes that intervene in some other way on the internal state of the system, for example, by directly changing the weights in a neural network, analogy a soldier's loyalty need not withstand arbitrary types of brain surgery. Sometimes, something like full alignment is framed by asking whether we would be okay with a system's objectives being pursued with arbitrary amounts of capability. This isn't the concept I have in mind. Rather, what matters is how the actual system, with its actual capabilities, responds to physics-compatible inputs. If, on some such inputs, it seeks to improve its own capabilities in misaligned ways, or if some inputs improve its capabilities in a way that results in misaligned behavior, then the system is less than fully aligned. But if there are no physics-compatible inputs that the actual system responds to in misaligned ways, then I see preventing changes in capability that might alter this fact as a separate problem, though it may be a problem that designers intentionally improving the system's capabilities should be especially concerned about nor does full alignment require that the system share the designer's values, and still less, the designer's utility function, to the extent it makes sense to attribute one to them, in any particularly complete sense. For example, we can imagine AI systems that just undergo some kind of controlled shutdown, or query relevant humans for guidance, if they receive an input designers didn't intend for them to operate on. Indeed, extreme motivational harmony seems like a strange condition to impose on for example a house-cleaning robot, or a financial manager, neither of which, presumably, need know the designer's or the user's preferences about for example politics, or romantic partners. Another property in the vicinity of full alignment and sharing values, but distinct from both, is Cristiano's, 2018, notion of intent alignment, on which an AI system A is intent aligned with a human H if A is trying to do what H wants it to do, where A's relationship to H's desires is, importantly, the dicto. That is, A doesn't just want the same things as H for example maximize apples. Rather, A has to have something like a hypothesis about what H wants, for example it asks itself would H want me to maximize apples, or oranges, and to act on that hypothesis. Intent alignment seems a promising route to full alignment, but I won't focus on it exclusively. I'll say that a system is practically aligned if it does not engage in misaligned behavior on any of the inputs it will in fact receive. Full alignment implies a highly reliable form of practical alignment, For example, one that does not depend at all on predicting or controlling the inputs a system receives. From a safety perspective, this seems a very desirable property, especially given the unique challenges and stakes that APS systems present. See section 4.4 for discussion. Indeed, if you are building AI systems that would, for example, harm or seize power over you, due to problems with their objectives, in some physics compatible circumstances, see next section, this seems, at the least, a red flag about your project. Ultimately, though, it's practical alignment that we care about. 4.2 Power Seeking Not all misaligned AI behavior seems relevant to existential risk. Consider, for example, an AI system in charge of an electrical grid, whose designers intended to send electricity to both Town A and Town B, but whose objectives have problems that cause it, during particular sorts of storms, to only send electricity to Town A. This is misaligned behavior, and it may be quite harmful, but it poses no threat to the entire future. Rather, as I discussed in section 1.2.4, the type of misaligned AI behavior that I think creates the most existential risk involves misaligned power seeking, in particular, that is, active efforts by an AI system to gain and maintain power in ways that designers didn't intend, arising from problems with that system's objectives. In the electrical grid case, the AI system hasn't been described as trying to gain power, for example, by trying to hack into more computing resources to better calculate how to get electricity to town A or to maintain the power it already has, for example, by resisting human efforts to remove its influence over the grid. And in this sense, I think, it's much less dangerous. I'll say that a system is fully PS aligned if it doesn't engage in misaligned power seeking in particular in response to any physics compatible inputs. And I'll say that a system is practically PS aligned if it doesn't engage in misaligned power seeking on any of the inputs it will in fact receive. A key hypothesis, some variant of which underlies much of the discourse about existential risk from AI, is that there is a close connection, in sufficiently advanced agents, between misaligned behavior in general, and misaligned power-seeking in particular. I'll formulate this hypothesis as instrumental convergence. If an APS AI system is less than fully aligned, and some of its misaligned behavior involves strategically aware agentic planning in pursuit of problematic objectives, then in general and by default, we should expect it to be less than fully P.S. aligned, too. Why think this? The basic reason is that power is extremely useful to accomplishing objectives, indeed, it is so almost by definition. So to the extent that an agent is engaging in unintended behavior in pursuit of problematic objectives, it will generally have incentives, other things equal, to gain and maintain forms of power in the process, incentives that strategically aware agentic planning puts it in a position to recognize and respond to. One way of thinking about power of this kind is in terms of the number of options an agent has available. Thus, if a policy seeks to promote some outcomes over others, then other things equal, a larger number of options makes it more likely that a more preferred outcome is accessible. Indeed, talking about option-seeking, instead of power-seeking, might have less misleading connotations. What sorts of power might a system seek? Bostrom, 2014, following Omohundro, 2008, identifies a number of convergent instrumental goals, each of which promotes an agent's power to achieve its objectives. These include self-preservation, since an agent's ongoing existence tends to promote the realization of those objectives. Goal content integrity, for example preventing changes to its objectives, since agent's pursuit of those objectives in particular tends to promote them. Improving its cognitive capability, since such capability tends to increase an agent's success in pursuing its objectives. Technological development, Since control over more powerful technology tends to be useful. Resource acquisition, since more resources tend to be useful, too. We see examples of rudimentary AI systems discovering the usefulness of, for example, resource acquisition already. For example, when OpenAI trained two teams of AIs to play hide and seek in a simulated environment that included blocks and ramps that the AIs could move around and fix in place, the AIs learned strategies that depended crucially on acquiring control of the blocks and ramps in question despite the fact that they were not given any direct incentives to interact with those objects, the hiders were simply rewarded for avoiding being seen by the seekers, the seekers, for seeing the hiders. Why did this happen? Because in that environment, what the AIs do with the boxes ramps can matter a lot to the reward signal, and in this sense, boxes and ramps are resources, which both types of AI have incentives to control, for example in this case, to grab, move, and lock. The AIs learned behavior responsive to this fact. Of course, this is a very simple, simulated environment, and the level of agentic planning it makes sense to ascribe to these AIs isn't clear. But the basic dynamic that gives rise to this type of behavior seems likely to apply in much more complex, real-world contexts, and to more sophisticated systems, as well. If, in fact, the structure of a real-world environment is such that control over things like money, material goods, compute power, infrastructure, energy, skilled labor, social influence, Etc., would be useful to an AI system's pursuit of its objectives, then we should expect the planning performed by a sufficiently sophisticated, strategically aware AI agent to reflect this fact. And empirically, such resources are in fact useful for a very wide variety of objectives. Concrete examples of power seeking, where unintended, might include AI systems trying to break out of a contained environment, hack, get access to financial resources, or additional computing resources, make backup copies of themselves gain unauthorized capabilities, sources of information, or channels of influence, mislead lie to humans about their goals, resist or manipulate attempts to monitor understand their behavior, retrain them, or shut them off, create train new AI systems themselves, coordinate illicitly with other AI systems, impersonate humans, cause humans to do things for them, increase human reliance on them, manipulate human discourse and politics, Weaken various human institutions and response capacities, take control of physical infrastructure like factories or scientific laboratories, cause certain types of technology and infrastructure to be developed, or directly harm overpower humans. See 6.3.1 for more detailed discussion. A few other clarifications Not all misaligned power seeking, even in APS systems, is particularly harmful or intuitively worrying from an existential risk perspective. But I'm not going to try to narrow down any further. Instrumental convergence is not a conceptual claim, but rather an empirical claim that purports to apply to a wide variety of APS systems. In principle, for example, we can imagine APS systems that plan in pursuit of problematic objectives on some inputs, but which are nevertheless fully PS-aligned, or very close to it. Consider, for example, an APS version of the electrical grid AI system above, which plans strategically in pursuit of directing electricity only to town A but which just doesn't consider plans that involve seeking power. The in-principle possibility of strategic, agentic misalignment without PS misalignment is important, though, since it might be realized in practice. Perhaps, for example, the type of training we should expect by default will reinforce cognitive habits in APS systems that steer away from searching over evaluating plans that involve misaligned power-seeking, even if other types of misaligned behavior persist. Training, After all, will presumably strongly select against observable power seeking behavior, and perhaps power seeking cognition, too. If it proves easy to create train APS systems of this kind, even if they aren't fully aligned, this would be great news for existential safety. See section 4.3.1 for more discussion. Note, though, this requires that the planning performed by an APS system engaged in misaligned behavior be limited or pruned in a specific way. That is, by hypothesis, such a system is using a broad-scope world model, capable of accurately representing the causal upshot of different forms of power-seeking, to plan in pursuit of problematic objectives. To the extent that power-seeking would, in fact, promote those objectives, the APS system's planning has to consistently ignore skip over this fact, despite being in an epistemic position to recognize it. Perhaps this type of planning is easy, in practice, to select for, but naively, it feels to me like a delicate dance. Relatedly, we can imagine systems whose objectives are problematic in some way, but which wouldn't be promoted by unintended forms of power-seeking. Perhaps, for example, the electrical grid system plans strategically in order to direct electricity only to town A, but any plans that involve unintended power-seeking would score very low on its criteria for choice. The ease with which we can create systems of this type seems closely related to the ease with which we can create systems with non-problematic objectives more generally, again, see section 4.3.1 for discussion. Let's look at two other objections to instrumental convergence. The first is that humans don't always seem particularly power-seeking. Humans care a lot about survival, and about certain resources, food, shelter, etc. But beyond that, we associate many forms of power-seeking with a certain kind of greed, ambition, or voraciousness, and with intuitively resource-hungry goals, like maximize X across all of space and time. Some strategically aware human planners are like this, we might think, but not all of them so strategically aware, agentic planning isn't, itself, the problem. I think there is an important point in this vicinity namely, that power-seeking behavior, in practice, arises not just due to strategically aware agentic planning, but due to the specific interaction between an agent's capabilities, objectives, and circumstances. But I don't think this undermines the posited instrumental connection between strategically aware agentic planning and power-seeking in general. Humans may not seek various types of power in their current circumstances, in which, for example, their capabilities are roughly similar to those of their peers, they are subject to various social legal incentives and physical temporal constraints, and in which many forms of power seeking would violate ethical constraints they treat as intrinsically important. But almost all humans will seek to gain and maintain various types of power in some circumstances, and especially to the extent they have the capabilities and opportunities to get, use, and maintain that power with comparatively little cost. Thus, for most humans, it makes little sense to devote themselves to starting a billion-dollar company. The returns to such effort are too low. But most humans will walk across the street to pick up a billion-dollar check. Put more broadly the power-seeking behavior humans display, when getting power is easy, seems to me quite compatible with the instrumental convergence thesis. And unchecked by ethics, constraints, and incentives, indeed, even when checked by these things, human power seeking seems to me plenty dangerous, too. That said, the absence of various forms of overt power seeking in humans may point to ways we could try to maintain control over less than fully PS aligned APS systems. See 4.3 for more. A second objection, in possible tension with the first, is humans, or some humans, may be power seeking, but this is a product of a specific evolutionary history, namely, one in which power seeking was often directly selected for which AI systems will not share. Some versions of this objection simply neglect to address the instrumental convergence argument above, and note, regardless, that some proposed ways of training AI systems resemble evolution in various respects. But we can see stronger versions as pointing at a possibility similar to the one I mentioned above namely, perhaps it just isn't that hard to train APS systems not to seek power in unintended ways, across a large enough range of inputs, if you're actively trying to do so, evolution wasn't. Again, I discuss possibilities and difficulties in this regard in the next section. Ultimately, I'm sympathetic to the idea that we should expect, by default, to see incentives towards power-seeking reflected in the behavior of systems that engage in strategically aware agentic planning and pursuit of problematic objectives. However, this part of the overall argument is also one of my top candidates for ways that the abstractions employed might mislead. In particular, it requires the agentic planning and strategic awareness at stake be robust enough to license predictions of the form if a a system would be planning in pursuit of problematic objectives in circumstance c b power seeking in c would promote its objectives and c the models it uses in planning put it in a position to recognize this then we should expect power seeking in c by default i've tried to build something like the validity of such predictions into my definitions of agentic planning and strategic awareness but perhaps for sufficiently weak loose versions of those concepts such predictions are not warranted and it seems possible to conflate weaker versus stronger concepts at different points in one's reasoning and or to apply such concepts in contexts where they confuse rather than clarify indeed to avoid confusions in this vein we might hope to jettison such concepts altogether and it's possible to formulate arguments for something like instrumental convergence without them see footnote for details but the reasoning in play seems to me at least somewhat different The Challenge of Practical PS Alignment. Let's grant that less than fully aligned APS systems will have at least some tendency towards misaligned, power-seeking behavior, by default. The challenge, then, is to prevent such behavior in practice, whether through alignment, including full alignment, or other means. How difficult will this be? I'll break down the challenge as follows. Designers need to cause the APS system to be such that the objectives it pursues on some set of inputs X do not give rise to misaligned power-seeking. They, and other decision-makers, need to restrict the inputs the system receives to X. The larger the set of inputs X where one succeeds, the less reliance on two is required, and in the limit of full PS alignment, two plays no role at all. I'll consider a variety of ways one might try to control a system's objectives, capabilities, and circumstances to hit the right combination of 1 and 2. Some of these, or some mix, might well work. But all, I think, face problems. 4.3.1 Controlling Objectives Much work on technical alignment focuses on controlling the objectives the AI systems we build pursue. I'll start there. At any given point in the progress of AI technology, we will have some particular level of control in this respect grounded in currently available techniques. Thus, for example, some methods of AI development require coding objectives by hand. Others, more prominent at present, shape an AI's objectives via different sorts of training signals, whether generated algorithmically, or using human feedback demonstration. And we can imagine future methods that allows us to for example control an AI's objectives by editing the weights of a neural network directly, or to cause a system to pursue, for its own sake, Any objective that we can articulate using English language sentences that will be accurately, commonsensically, and charitably construed. The challenge of, one, is to use what methods in this respect are available to ensure PS alignment on all inputs in X, but note that because available methods change, one, is a moving target, new techniques and capabilities open up new options. I emphasize this because sometimes the challenge of AI alignment is framed as one of shaping an AI's objectives in a particular way, for example, via handwritten code or via some sort of reward signal, or via English language sentences that will be interpreted in literalistic and uncharitable terms. And this can make it seem like the challenge is centrally one of, for example, coding, measuring, or articulating explicitly everything we value, or getting AI systems to interpret instructions in commonsensical ways. These challenges may be relevant in some cases, but the core problem is not method-specific. 4.3.1.1 Problems with Proxies. That said, Many ways of attempting to control an AI's objective share a common challenge namely, that giving an AI system a proxy objective, that is, an objective that reflects properties correlated with, but separable from, intended behavior can result in behavior that weakens or breaks that correlation, especially as the power of the AI's optimization for the proxy increases. For example the behavior I want from an AI and the behavior I would rate highly using some type of feedback, are well correlated when I can monitor and understand the behavior in question but if the AI is too sophisticated for me to understand everything that it's doing, and or if it can deceive me about its actions, the correlation weakens the AI may be able to cause me to give high ratings to behavior I wouldn't, in my current state, endorse if I understood it better, for example, by hiding information about that behavior, or by manipulating my preferences. This general problem, that optimizing for a proxy correlated with but not identical to some intended outcome can break the correlation in question, is familiar from human contexts. And we already see analogous problems in existing AI systems. Thus, if we train an AI system to complete a boat race by rewarding it for hitting green blocks along the way, it learns to drive the boat in circles hitting the same blocks over and over. If we train an AI system on human feedback on a grasping task, it learns to move its hand in a way that looks to the human like it's grasping the object, even though it isn't. If we reward an AI system for picking up apples in a simulated environment, but in a manner that depends on the locations of certain blocks, the agent learns to tamper with the blocks. See here for a much longer list of examples in this vein. These examples may seem easy to fix, and indeed, in the context of fairly weak systems, on a limited range of inputs, they generally are. But they illustrate the broader problem systems optimizing for imperfect proxies often behave in unintended ways. Indeed, this tendency is closely connected to a core property that makes advanced AI useful namely, the ability to find novel solutions and strategies that humans wouldn't think of when you don't know how an AI will achieve its objective, and that objective doesn't capture everything that you really want, then even for comparatively weak systems and simple tasks, it's hard to anticipate how the system's way of achieving the objective will break its correlation with what you really want. And as the AI's capacity to generate solutions we can't anticipate grows, the problem becomes more and more challenging. We can see a variety of techniques for controlling an AI system's objectives as mediated by some kind of proxy or other. Thus hand-coded objectives— Simple metrics, clicks, profits, likes, algorithmically generated training signals, human generated data feedback, and English language sentences can all be seen as information structures that shape serve as the basis for the AI's optimization, but which can also fail to contain the information necessary to result in intended behavior across inputs. The challenge is to find a technique adequate in this respect. Human feedback seems likely to play a key role here. And it may, ultimately, be enough. But notably, we need ways of drawing on this feedback that don't require unrealistic amounts of human supervision and human-generated data. We need to ensure that such feedback captures our preferences about behavior that we can't directly understand and or whose consequences we haven't yet seen. We need ways of eliminating incentives to manipulate or mislead the human feedback mechanisms in question. And we need such methods to scale competitively as frontier AI capabilities increase. Would it help if our AI systems could understand fuzzy human concepts like helpfulness, obedience, what humans would want, and so forth. I expect it would, in various ways, though as I discussed below, this also opens up new opportunities for deception manipulation. But note that the key issue isn't getting our AI systems to understand what objectives we want them to pursue, indeed, such understanding is plausibly on the critical path to increasing their capability, regardless of their alignment. Rather, the key issue is causing them to pursue those objectives for their own sake, though if they understand those objectives, but don't share them, we might also be able to incentivize them to pursue such objectives for instrumental reasons. 4.3.1.2 Problems with search. Many techniques shape an AI's objectives using proxies of one form or another. But some, namely, those that involve searching over and selecting AI systems that perform well on some evaluation criteria, without controlling their objectives directly, have an additional problem namely, even if those criteria fully capture the behavior we want the resulting systems may not end up intrinsically motivated by the criteria in question. Rather, they may end up with other objectives, pursuit of which correlated with good performance during the selection process, but which lead to unintended behavior on other inputs. Some think of human evolution as an example. Someone interested in creating agents who pass on their genes to the next generation could run a training process similar to evolution, which searches over different agents and selects for ones who pass on their genes, for example, by allowing ones who don't to die out. But this doesn't mean the resulting agents will be intrinsically motivated to pass on their genes. Humans, for example, are motivated by objectives that were correlated with passing on genes, for example, avoiding bodily harm, having sex, securing social status, etc., but which they'll pursue in a manner that breaks such correlations, given the opportunity, for example, by using birth control, or remaining childless to further their careers. Rudimentary, Evolved AI systems display analogous tendencies. Thus, when Ackley and Lippmann ran an evolutionary selection process in an environment with trees that allowed agents to hide from predators, the agents developed such a strong attraction to trees that, after reproductive age, they would starve to death in order to avoid leaving tree areas, what Ackley called tree senility. And we can imagine other cases, with less evolution like techniques. Suppose, for example, that we use gradient descent to train an AI system to reach the exit of a maze. If the exit was marked by a green arrow on all the training data, the system could learn the objective find the green arrow rather than find the exit to the maze. If we then give it a maze where the green arrow isn't by the exit, it will search out the green arrow instead. Note that in both the evolution and the maze cases, we can imagine that the evaluation criteria, pass on genes, exit maze, fully capture and operationalize the intended behavior. Still, the designers lack the required degree of control over the objectives of the agents they create how often will problems like this arise? It's an open empirical question. But some considerations make the possibility salient. Namely, proxy goals correlated with the evaluation criteria may be simpler and therefore easier to learn, especially if the evaluation criteria are complex. In the context of evolution, for example, it seems much harder to evolve an agent whose mind represents a concept like passing on my genes, and then takes doing this as its explicit goal, Humans, after all, didn't even have the concept of genes until very recently. Then, to evolve an agent whose objectives reflect the relevance of things like bodily damage, sex, power, knowledge, etc., to whether its genes get passed on, though starting with cognitively sophisticated agents might help in this respect. Relatedly, if the true objective function provides slower feedback, agents that pursue faster feedback proxies have advantages. For example, in the game Montezuma's Revenge, it helps to give an agent a direct incentive analogous to curiosity. For example it receives reward for finding sensory data it can't predict very well, because the game's true objective, for example exiting a level by finding keys that require a large number of correct sequential steps to reach, is too difficult to train on. To the extent that many objectives would instrumentally incentivize good behavior in training, for example, because many objectives, when coupled with strategic awareness, incentivize gaining power in the world, and doing well in training leads to deployment greater power in the world but few involve intrinsic motivation to engage in such behavior, we might think it more likely that selecting for good behavior leads to agents who behave well for instrumental reasons. That said, it could also be that the agents who perform best according to some criteria, especially once they're sophisticated enough to understand what those criteria are, are the ones who are intrinsically motivated by those criteria. And even if such agents aren't selected for automatically, various techniques might help detect and address problematic cases. Notably. For example, we might actively search for inputs that will reveal problematic objectives, and we might learn how to read off a system's objectives from its internal states. Overall, though, ensuring robust forms of practical PS alignment seems harder if available techniques search over systems that meet some external evaluation criteria, with little direct control over their objectives. And much of contemporary machine learning fits this bill. 4.3.1.3 Myopia Some broad types of objectives seem to incentivize power seeking on fewer physics-compatible inputs than others. Perhaps, then, we can aim at those, even if we lack more fine-grained control. Short-term, or, myopic, objectives seem especially interesting here. The most paradigmatically dangerous types of AI systems plan strategically in pursuit of long-term objectives, since longer time horizons leave more time to gain and use forms of power humans aren't making readily available they more easily justify strategic but temporarily costly action, for example, trying to appear adequately aligned, in order to get deployed, aimed at such power. Myopic agentic planners, by contrast, are on a much tighter schedule, and they have consequently weaker incentives to attempt forms of misaligned deception, resource acquisition, etc. that only pay off in the long run, though even short spans of time can be enough to do a lot of harm, Especially for extremely capable systems, and the time span short enough to be safe can alter if what one can do in a given span of time changes. I think myopia might well help. But I see at least two problems with relying on it. Plausibly, there will be demand for non myopic agents. Humans, and human institutions, have long term objectives, and will likely want long term tasks running factories and companies, managing scientific experiments, pursuing political outcomes, automated. Of course, myopic and or non-APS systems can perform subtasks, including subtasks that involve generating long-term plans, and humans can stay in the loop, but as discussed section 3.1, there will plausibly be competitive pressures towards automating our pursuit of long-term objectives more and more fully. The search techniques discussed in the previous section may make ensuring myopia challenging. And various types of long-term training processes, for example, Reinforcement learning on tasks that involve many sequential steps seem likely to result in non-myopia by default. That said, myopia is a fairly coarse-grained property for an objective to possess, and may be easier to cause check for than others. We can also imagine other ways of attempting to shrink, even if not to zero, the set of physics-compatible inputs on which an APS system engages in PS misaligned behavior. For example, we might aim for objectives that penalize high-impact action, or that prohibit lying in particular. Or that give intrinsic weight to various legal and ethical constraints, or that benefit less from marginal resources. But these face the same challenges re-proxies and search discussed in the last two sections. 4.3.2 Controlling Capabilities. AI alignment research typically focuses on controlling a system's objectives. But controlling its capabilities can play a role in practical PS alignment, too. In particular, the less capable a system, the more easily its behavior, including its tendencies to misaligned power seeking can be anticipated and corrected. Less capable systems will also have a harder time getting and keeping power, and a harder time making use of it, so they will have stronger incentives to cooperate with humans, rather than trying to for example deceive or overpower them, and to make do with the power and opportunities that humans provide them by default. Preventing agentic planning and strategic awareness in the first place would be one example of controlling capabilities, see section 3, but there are other options, too. 4.3.2.1 specialization. In particular, we might focus on building APS systems whose competence is as narrow and specialized as possible, though they are still, by hypothesis, agentic planners with strategic awareness. Discussion of AI risk often assumes the relevant systems are very general, for example individually capable of performing, or learning to perform a very wide variety of tasks. But automating a wide variety of tasks doesn't require creating a single AI system that can perform, or learn to perform all of them rather we can create different specialized systems for each and since such systems are less capable the project of practical ps alignment may be easier and lower stakes an aps system skilled at a specific kind of scientific research for example but not at for example hacking social persuasion investing and military strategy seems much less dangerous but it seems comparably useful for curing cancer and even if a system's competencies are broad we can imagine that its strategically aware agentic planning is only operative on some narrow set of inputs. Indeed, specialized systems have many benefits. For example, they can be optimized more heavily for specific functions, to borrow an example from Ben Garfinkel, there is a reason that the flashlight, camera, speakers, etc. on an iPhone are inferior to the best flashlights, cameras, etc. And we see incentives toward specialization and division of labor in human economies and organizations as well. What's more, we will likely have much greater abilities to optimize AI systems for particular tasks than we do with humans. That said, generality has benefits, too. In particular, human workers with quite general skill sets, CEOs, generals, Navy SEALs, researchers with a broad knowledge of many domains, flexibly competent personal assistants, are prized in various contexts, even while specialization is prized in others. Automated systems need not be human-like in this respect farmers too have quite general skill sets but automated agriculture need not involve farmer bots but it seems suggestive at least of economically relevant environments in which general competence is useful specialized systems may be worse at responding flexibly to changing environments and task requirements for example it's helpful not to have to buy new robots every time you redesign the factory or change the product being produced multiple specialized systems can be less efficient to store and create there is a reason you carry around an iPhone, rather than separate flashlights, cameras, microphones, etc. If a task requires multiple competencies, specialized systems can be harder to coordinate. For example, it's helpful to have a single personal assistant, rather than one for email, one for scheduling, one for travel planning, one for research, etc. And a suitably coordinated set of specialized systems can end up acting as a quite general and agentic system. What's more, just as available techniques may push the field towards agentic planning and strategic awareness, see section 3.2, so too might they push towards generality. GPT-3, for example, is trained to a fairly general level capability via predicting text, and then later fine-tuned on specific tasks like coding. Indeed, such an approach might be necessary for tasks where data is too hard to come by or learn from directly. Consider, for example, tasks like designing a good railway system or be an effective CEO, and more broadly, the most efficient route to widespread automation may be the creation of general-purpose agents that can learn arbitrary new tasks very efficiently, though those agents could also end up quite specialized later. And note, too, that even specialized APS systems can be very dangerous. A system highly skilled at hacking into new computers and copying itself, for example, can spread far and wide. A system skilled in science can design a novel virus, A system with control over automated weapons can use them, a system skilled at social manipulation can turn an election, and so forth. Indeed, this is part of why I focused on advanced capabilities in 2.1.1, rather than something like AGI or superintelligence. 4.3.2.2 Preventing problematic improvements. New capabilities can put a system in a position to gain and maintain power in ways it couldn't before, and hence, make new incentives action relevant. If Bob learns how to hack into bank accounts, For example, his likelihood of considering and executing plans that involve such hacking will change. Practical PS alignment may therefore require controlling the extent to which the inputs a system receives result in improved capabilities. This seems easier if the variables in the system that determine how it responds to inputs, for example, the weights in a neural network, stay fixed. But we may also want systems that mix task performance and learning together, that remember previous events, and so forth, And predicting and controlling the capabilities such systems will develop could be difficult, especially if we don't understand well how they work, C4.4.1. Note, though, that this is a narrower challenge than making sure a system's PS alignment is robust to any increase in capabilities, including, for example, increases that result from interventions other than exposure to physics compatible inputs. Ultimately, we need to make sure that a system isn't exposed to non-input interventions that cause it, or, a new version of it. To seek power in misaligned ways, too, and efforts by designers to scale up a system's cognitive resources, training, and so forth will need to grapple with challenges in this vein. But as I discussed in 4.1, this sort of robustness is not a requirement for PS alignment in my sense. 4.3.2.3 Scaling Strategies for practical PS alignment that rely on limiting a system's capabilities face a general problem namely, that there are likely to be strong incentives to scale up the capabilities of frontier systems. P.S. alignment strategies that can't scale accordingly, and competitively, therefore risk obsolescence as state-of-the-art capabilities advance. A key question for any such strategy, then, is whether it can translate, given success at some level of capability, into a different strategy that scales better. For example, we might try to achieve practical P.S. alignment with some fairly advanced systems, including, perhaps, quite specialized ones, or, indeed, non-APS ones, and then use them to create new and superior PS alignment strategies. Indeed, as AI development itself becomes increasingly automated, automating alignment research will plausibly be necessary regardless. But note that plans of the form create some practically PS aligned systems, and ask them what the plan should be might just not work. For example, the new systems might not have adequate plans either. One might therefore need to create even more capable systems, which also might not have adequate plans, and so forth, Until one pushes up against, or perhaps past, the limits of one's capacity to ensure practical PS alignment. 4.3.3 Controlling Circumstances So far in section 4.3, I've been talking about controlling internal properties of an APS system, namely, its objectives and capabilities. But we can control external circumstances, too, and in particular, the type of options and incentives a system faces. Controlling options means controlling what a circumstance makes it possible for a system to do, even if it tried. Thus, a computer without internet access might prevent certain types of hacking, a factory robot may not be able to access to the outside world, and so forth. Controlling incentives, by contrast, means controlling which options it makes sense to choose, given its objectives. Thus, perhaps an AI system could impersonate a human, or lie, but if it knows that it will be caught, and that being caught would be costly to its objectives, it might refrain. Or perhaps a system will receive more of a certain kind of reward for cooperating with humans, even though options for misaligned power seeking are open. Human society relies heavily on controlling the options and incentives of agents with imperfectly aligned objectives. Thus suppose I seek money for myself, and Bob seeks money for Bob. This need not be a problem when I hire Bob as a contractor. Rather I pay him for his work, I don't give him access to the company bank account and various social and legal factors reduce his incentives to try to steal from me, even if he could. A variety of similar strategies will plausibly be available and important with APS systems, too. Note, though, that Bob's capabilities matter a lot, here. If he was better at hacking, my efforts to avoid giving him the option of accessing the company bank account might, unbeknownst to me, fail. If he was better at avoiding detection, his incentives not to steal might change, and so forth. APS alignment strategies that rely on controlling options and incentives therefore require ways of exerting this control, for example mechanisms of security, monitoring, enforcement, etc., that scale with the capabilities of frontier APS systems. Note, though, that we need not rely solely on human abilities in this respect. For example, we might be able to use various non-APS systems and or practically aligned APS systems to help. One other note ensuring practical PS alignment in a deployed system seems easier the more similar its deployment circumstances to the ones on which humans have observed and verified PS aligned behavior, for example, during training, or pre-deployment testing. Indeed, ideally, one would want the deployment inputs to come from the same distribution as the training inputs. But in practice, and especially in strategically aware systems, ensuring a close to identical distribution seems very difficult, if not impossible. This is partly because the world changes, and indeed, the actions of the APS system can themselves change it. But also, to the extent that the distinction between training and deployment reflects some real difference in the agent's level of influence on the world, this difference is itself a change in distribution, one that a sufficiently sophisticated agent might recognize. 4.4 Unusual Difficulties From our current vantage point, ensuring PS-aligned behavior from APS systems across a wide range of inputs seems, to me like it could well be difficult. But so, too, does building any kind of APS system appear difficult. Is there reason to think that by the time we figure out how to do the latter, we won't have figured out the former as well? It's generally easier to create technology that fulfills some function F, than to create technology that does F and meets a given standard of safety and reliability, for the simple reason that meeting the relevant standard is an additional property, requiring additional effort. Thus, it's easier to build a plane that can fly at all than one that can fly safely and reliably in many conditions, easier to build an email client than a secure email client, easier to figure out how to cause a nuclear chain reaction than how to build a safe nuclear reactor, and so forth. Of course, we often reach adequate safety standards in the end. But at the very least, we expect some safety problems along the way, plane crashes, compromised email accounts, etc. We might expect something similar with ensuring PS-aligned behavior from powerful AI agents. But ensuring such behavior also poses a number of challenges that, most, other technologies don't. Here are a few salient to me. 4.4.1 Barriers to Understanding Ensuring safety and reliability requires understanding a system well enough to predict its behavior. But plausibly, this is uniquely challenging in the context of a strategically aware agentic planner whose cognitive capabilities significantly exceed those of humans in a given domain. That is, the thinking and strategic decision making of such an agent will likely reach a quite alien and opaque level of sophistication, which humans may be poorly positioned to anticipate and understand at the level required for ensuring PS alignment. For example, it may consider many options humans never would, it may understand physical and social dynamics that humans do not, and so forth. This issue seems especially salient in the current, machine learning-dominated AI paradigm, in which our ability to create an AI system that can perform some task, for example predicting text, often far exceeds our ability to understand how the system does what it does. We set various key high-level variables, the system's architecture, the number of parameters, the training process, the evaluation criteria, but the system that results is still, in many, though not all, respects, a black box we must rely on further experiments to try to get some handle on what it knows, what it can do, and how it is liable to behave. If this lack of understanding of the systems we're building persists, for example, if we end up creating APS systems by training very large machine learning models on complex tasks, using techniques fairly similar to those used today, this could be an important and safety-relevant difference between AI systems and other types of technology. That is, we achieve high degrees of reliability and safety with technology-like bridges, planes, rockets, and so forth in part via an understanding of the physical principles that govern the behavior of those systems, and we design them part by part in a manner that reflects and responds to those principles. This allows us to understand and predict their behavior in a wide range of circumstances. Searching over opaque poorly understood AI systems allows no such advantage. Of course, our understanding of how ML systems work will likely improve over time, indeed, active research in this area, sometimes called interpretability, is ongoing. But interpretability is no bottleneck to training bigger models on more complex tasks, or, plausibly, to the commercial viability of such models. And even as some researchers work on it, much of the field's effort focuses on pushing forward with developing whatever capabilities we can, interpretable or no. That said, understanding comes in many varieties and degrees, And it's an empirical question what mix of experiment search versus first principles understanding design has actually been involved in ensuring the safety of different technologies, for example, in biology, or before advanced scientific understanding. I expect that investigation of case studies in this respect would prove revealing. Ultimately, though, mechanistic understanding isn't the fundamental issue. Even if we had such understanding on some level, the basic difficulty, that is, Understanding and predicting the behavior of an agent much more cognitively sophisticated than humans might well persist. 4.4.2 Adversarial Dynamics Part of the challenge of ensuring PS alignment is detecting problems with an APS system's objectives, for example, via various processes of testing and evaluation. However, if a system behaves in PS misaligned ways in some circumstances, those circumstances could well include the very processes of testing and evaluation we're trying to use to detect problems. Thus, for example, if a strategically aware AI system has problematic objectives that it could better achieve if it passed some training evaluation process, it may have incentives to try to manipulate that process and or deceive relevant humans about its degree of alignment. And if it is better at this type of manipulation deception than we are at detecting its bad behavior, the appearance of safety and reliability on various tests may not tell us very much about how the system is liable to behave in other circumstances. This sort of dynamic applies to very few of the technologies we're familiar with, disciplines like computer security, which involve actively anticipating the strategies available to adversaries, may be the closest analog. That is planes, rockets, nuclear plants, and so forth may be dangerous and complicated, but they are never actively trying to appear safer than they are, or to manipulate our processes of understanding and evaluating them. But at least in principle, sufficiently sophisticated AI systems could be doing this, though whether they will display this behavior in practice is another question. That is, P.S. aligning APS systems requires dealing, not with passive tools that might malfunction, but with possibly adversarial strategic agents that could be actively optimizing in opposition to your efforts to ensure safety, and doing so using unprecedented degrees of cognitive capability, far exceeding that of humans. This seems a very significant additional challenge. 4.4.3 Stakes of Error a final challenge comes from the escalating impact of certain types of mistakes. If a bridge fails, or a plane crashes, or a rocket explodes, the harm done is limited, contained, and passive. If an engineered virus escapes from the lab, however, it can spread rapidly, and become more and more difficult to contain as it goes. Viruses of this kind seem better analogs for practically PS misaligned APS systems than planes and rockets. That is, practical PS alignment failures involve highly capable Strategically aware agents applying their capabilities, including, perhaps, the ability to copy themselves, to gaining and maintaining power in the world, and they may become more and more difficult to stop as their power grows. In dealing with systems that pose this sort of threat, there is much less room for the error component of trial and error, because the stakes of error are so much higher. And whatever their present safety, most current technologies involved many errors, plane crashes, rocket explosions, etc., along the way. Indeed, If you're trying to store an engineered virus that has a significant chance of killing the entire global population if it gets released, you need safety standards much higher than those we use, even now, after generations of trial and error, for bridges or planes, much higher, indeed, than we use for approximately anything, this is one key reason to never, ever create such a virus. For example, bridges need not be robust to nuclear attack, but the storage facility for such a virus should be, such attacks just aren't sufficiently unlikely. We might view the threat of P.S. misaligned behavior from sufficiently capable APS systems in similar terms. And human track records of ensuring safety and security in our highest stakes contexts, BSL-4 labs, nuclear power plants, nuclear weapons facilities, seem very far from comforting. 4.5 overall difficulty. Overall, my current best guess is that ensuring the full P.S. alignment of APS systems is going to be very difficult, especially if we build them by searching over systems that satisfy external criteria, but which we don't understand deeply, and whose objectives we don't directly control. It's harder to reason in the abstract about the difficulty of practical PS alignment, because it's a much more flexible and contingent property. For example, it depends crucially on the interactions between an agent's capabilities, its objectives, and the circumstances it gets exposed to. And I think various of the tools discussed in section 4.3, For example, focusing on specialized and or myopic agents, restricting an agent's capabilities, creating various sorts of incentives towards cooperation, using various types of non-agentic, strategically unaware, and or practically aligned systems to help with oversight, incentive design, safety testing, etc., may well prove useful. And even if these tools don't, themselves, scale in a way that can ensure practical PS alignment at very high levels of capability, they may help us discover techniques that do. However, there are problems with those tools, too, and more general problems that make practical P.S. alignment seem like it may be unusually challenging, for example, difficulties understanding of the systems we're building, the possibility of adversarial dynamics, and the extreme stakes of failure. And at a high level, if you don't have full P.S. alignment, you're engaged in an effort to control powerful, strategically aware agents who don't fully share your objectives, and who would seize power given certain opportunities. It seems, in general, an extremely dangerous game. This was part one of his Power Seeking AI and Existential Risk, published by Joseph Carl Smith. Thanks for listening. To help us out with the nonlinear library or to learn more, please visit nonlinear.org.